You can support Geek Therapy and gain access to exclusive content by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash geektherapy. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. My name is Josue Cardona, and I am joined by Link Keller. Yo! And Lon Taylor. Hey! So today, we're covering the whole, the whole episode is going to cover one question from the question queue. It's a good question. Uh, so this was sent in by Moon, and it says, Hey folks, I'm in a bit of an odd situation. As we all know, the work from home setups and social isolation many people are facing under COVID-19 is taking a huge psychological toll on everyone, except not everyone. In fact, personally, working from home under COVID since March has been the happiest I've ever been in my adult working life. I don't miss my coworkers or the burden of constantly navigating verbal interactions. I feel more productive. Work communications being entirely in digital channels keeps people in the loop better than ad hoc verbal conversations. I don't have the feeling of constantly being watched or the sense that my work could be interrupted at any moment. And my personal life has benefited too. The ability to do small daily tasks like unloading the dishwasher or vacuuming or taking out the trash during a work break has given me so much of my evenings back. I get to see my pets more, cook my own meals more, exercise more. My life feels fuller, more complete, more my own. And I know I'm not alone. I have two friends who have privately admitted to me that they feel the same way. But like me, they are terrified to talk about this with anyone they're not very close to. Because the dominant narrative is that this is horrible and that everyone is suffering. And we don't want to be seen as challenging other people's struggles. It's clear a lot of people truly are suffering. But we dread the day we're asked to go back and work in an office. And that fear strikes whenever management talks about how hard they know this is for everyone and how much we're supposedly looking forward to going back. And we dread not being able to articulate that to anyone because people are very quick to assume that voicing an opposite, an opposite experience or opposite desires means denying someone else's pain. How can we make sense of this situation, of having an emotional experience that's the opposite of what almost everyone else is expressing? What media can we look to, maybe, to frame this? And how can we express ourselves and our needs without other people feeling attacked or erased? So thank you, Moon, for that uh, very... Um, detailed and long uh question i love it the longer the better i yeah i mean uh reactions to that that's a lot to unpack it's a lot of questions in one Mm -hmm. question my main reaction is there are plenty of people out there not just you and your friends uh that are loving this life some people are having a hard time with some some aspects of it but really enjoy like not having to commute for a long time to get to work um and then there are people who don't work so well in this at-home situation that's you um that is me i (laughs) i would i'm used to it now i I'm okay with it. I would prefer working in my office and having a transition from work and home. It's very jarring for me in the work that I do. Hearing someone tell me a traumatic story and then I walk out and, hey, did you do the dishes? That's really hard. Um, But my wife really doesn't want to have to go back to an office. She dreads having to do her hour and a half each way commute on public transit and loves being able to work 
her own schedule from 10 to 6 rather than getting up early to commute and be there at 10-ish. <laughs> um, being able to take the time to do things around the house and work breaks is great for her. For me, I don't want to touch anything if it's not work during the workday. Um, and so a lot of times there's conflict between the two of us because my needs and what I want to get out there, be social and be at work and see my coworkers and be in my office and my, my space is like opposed to, and is everything she dreads because she doesn't want to go back to the office. She's perfectly happy how she is and feels like her work is, is helpful and effective. And so I guess the way to address saying how you're feeling without hurting other people's feelings is to acknowledge that they are in pain, which you did in your question, you know, acknowledging it is hard for a lot of people, maybe the majority of people. Um, and it's, you can break down the experience into smaller pieces. Like I miss socializing with my friends but I don't miss going to work and feeling like someone's watching and hovering over my shoulder. I miss my commute, personally. I don't miss feeling like someone is watching over my shoulder all the time. I love I love that aspect of it. Yeah. I can do what I want. <laughs> I do like that. You know, it's not all or nothing, right? I mean, there are mm -hmm. multiple pieces to that. I think I haven't spoken to anyone who is... I think, yeah, in, in general, I find that there are some pieces of this that... Um, almost everyone I've spoken to, there's something about it that they're like, well, I do like this part of it. Well, mm -hmm. I, I do like this. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would say that it's coming from a couple of different directions, right? There, There's what you're saying is this is a really complex situation. And so there are lots of different aspects of our lives that are being affected in various levels of intensity. But there's also just you know, we're human beings and we're, we're complex characters, complex characters, complex beings, <laughs> people, and things affect us differently. And um, one of the most unfortunate, but also super fortunate things about humans is that we can acclimate to basically anything. If you do something long enough, it becomes the norm. And <laughs> I'm not going to put any value on that. But I think in this case, a lot of people are finding um, some comfort in that aspect where it's like it was a huge upheaval in March. But by the end of April, people were feeling, if not in control, then a little less terrified about their lack of control. Um, as you said, Laura, there, there's definitely... Um, it, it's very different depending on the person and their own, you know, their their own feelings, their own experiences, what their life is like. I mean, functionally, I wasn't working before quarantine. I was doing my school stuff online, and that is still what I'm doing. And so functionally, not a lot of my life has changed, but a lot of the social aspects have changed very drastically. And that is the part that I'm very affected by. The working from home is like, well, now the difference is, is I can't choose to drive over to the cafe or whatever and, and set up my laptop there. It's like, I have to do it at home. It's like, okay, I, I can handle that. It's not a big deal. But for some people, you know, 
people have different needs and and uh, different environments and um i i totally understand what what moon was talking about with the feeling like the narrative the the major narrative is like this is the the darkest time and everybody is suffering and it can feel really hard to be all like well i want to you know i'm actually feeling grateful about this thing and positive psychology tells us that practicing gratitude is really really good for us and then feeling like oh god i can't say anything because I don't want I don't yeah I don't want to make other people feel bad I don't want to make people feel like I'm bragging like any of that stuff is like it's definitely not just you bone like mm-hmm. <laughs> don't feel alone in that <laughs> yeah yeah I remember there was so much resistance and I was I was telling people like you're all like there's a lot of resistance right now to this because this isn't what people were planning on and this isn't what people wanted give it time and I think in in some aspects, particularly if we're talking about work life, um, we're seeing a lot of adjustments and and a lot of things that were, I mean, one thing you could do is like there is research out there about um, productivity and job satisfaction of people who work from home versus people who have to commute and um, all that kind of stuff. Like you could you could you know use that in a discussion. I don't think it's not helpful. <laughs> I've tried to use stuff like that in the past to try to justify at the very least my working from home. Um, but Moon, oh man, the happiest you've ever been in your adult working life. I can uh, definitely relate. I am. Here's your first piece of media. Uh, this is very much like a story where it's it's be careful what you wish for. It's like I may I, I spoke to the genie. I told them everything I wanted, and then they gave me a pandemic and the apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, no, I didn't want all of that uh, to get what I wanted. But here we are, <laughs> and it was the only way that I was able to to get what I wanted um, before starting this new job here in March, literally days before we were, we started a shelter in place. I, I was working from home for a long time because yeah, I mean, it took me a long time to be able to do that and have the flexibility that I wanted. You know, like when I had my private practice, that was, that was a a big part of that was me doing things on my own terms and, and then working from home, I was like, this is something I can do from home. I'm not going to, I don't want to go into an office ever again. So when I took this job here in Chicago, I was dreading that. And maybe if we have time later, I'll go into detail of like some of the stupid stuff that I did just because, um, because you're going back to work. stuff you did to prepare. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, I mean, mean, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk later about that. But again, like, like a a very twisted genie (laughs) gave me everything Mm -hmm. I wanted in the worst possible package. And, and that's uh, so, so that's that's one way um, that I've been looking at it lately, and and I don't I don't I I love what you said, Lara, about the fact that it is many different pieces, right? Like even even as much as I love this, and Moon, as much as you love it, I'm I'm assuming that there's still something, right, that we miss, right? Like it, it may be less, but like I want I want to. I don't love going shopping, but I want to go to stores without like <laughs> wearing a mask and feeling all uncomfortable and being worried about people coughing, you know, and, 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 and getting sick. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot, right? Like I'm um, personally, I, I don't leave my apartment at all. Like uh, the other day, a friend of mine, we were playing video games online and he, 
he started talking about meeting up to play um, a card game, but we played the card game digitally. So I, I assumed that he meant let's just play the game digitally because there's like a new expansion coming out. And in my mind, it only registered as like, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, let me know when it comes out. We'll, we'll, we'll play. And he's like, no, no. But like, he did, then like kept trying to explain that he meant in person and I wasn't registering. I was like, yeah, yeah, man, like my computer's right there. Like, just let me know. Like, what, what are you, what are you planning on getting? He's like, no, no, no. Like, like in person, like meeting, like at a game shop or something. And I was like, oh, hell no. Absolutely <laughs> not. I was like, no, 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 no. Assume oh, that I am not yeah. even in the same plane of existence you're in right now. I live in another dimension right now. Like you cannot, you, nobody can see me. Like I am not, <laughs> I've, I've taken this to an extreme, but, but, um, because like I'm, I am like as happy as I am about everything going on, I am very, very scared of not only getting sick, but possibly spreading it to other people. Like I would mm-hmm. feel, oh, I can't imagine like contact tracing, getting to a point where it's working and somebody being like, hey, these 18 people got sick because of you and three of them died. I would, it would destroy mm-hmm. me. Like I'm trying to avoid anything like that as much as possible. Um, I don't know if you've read any of those, like, shame. They're, like, shaming articles, basically. It's like, Uh here's a case study of this one person, right, who went to this one family gathering or this church event and look at all the connections, boom, 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 boom. Like, no, 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 no. So I'm trying to avoid that as much as possible. And and that means I haven't been to a store in months. I haven't, you know. And luckily, I live in a place where – and I want to acknowledge that, too. Like, I'm living right now in Chicago. I am fortunate enough, first of all, to have a job – Second of all, to have access to all of the things that that make this experience pleasurable right now, which is like, I don't know, like I can get anything delivered right now. I don't have to go anywhere. It doesn't matter. I get my groceries delivered. I'm actually waiting to get my groceries delivered right now as we're recording. <laughs> um, actually, I have to check on that in a minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, you can't do that everywhere, right? And and luckily, I still have my job, and so. I have the luxury of working from home. I don't have to, I can't, I mean, if I didn't have a job, would I have to be going to like drop off applications or, or like would I be looking for jobs at places where I would have to actually go, you know, work in retail, work in a, in a factory, be surrounded by people. There's a lot of work right now that always, right. That is, you have to be out in the world. I don't want to be out in the world right now. I have great internet. My TV is really nice. (laughs) I have central air, like, I don't know, like all of the creature comforts, I have them and I'd much rather be at home than, than at work. I don't want to dress up to go to work. I'll dress up like for the camera, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, there's so much of it that is, that is, yeah, I, I love it. And, and I, yeah, you're not alone. Uh, you're definitely not alone. I think there are a lot of people um, who feel that way. And I don't know, how have I been navigating that socially? I think I've been pretty open about that. You've like, been uh, pretty honest with me, and I'm with, very like, yeah. I want to go back to work. I want to go. There are, like I said, there are aspects I love about being he- here in my yeah. office. I my I I can sleep in an hour later. That's great. Yeah, I'm missing that that central air uh, <laughs> in my office uh, as I record in a hoodie. That's a good <laughs> point. That's a, that's an excellent point. Like if I lived with six roommates and I would rather go to the office, right? Then mm-hmm. then do it from from here. Like 
I'm in a situation right now where I, you know, I just moved here. I got an extra room. That's where I do my work. And then I'm able to like get out of this room and then go to the rest of my apartment and then that then live the rest of my life and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm good. So like it is, I'm, I'm living an ideal version of my home situation, you know, not considering what's happening outside and, and yeah, it's great. And I'm, there's one part there about the <laughs> about the people being more responsive. That part can be dangerous. <laughs> I heard I heard at a work meeting the other day, someone was like, "Oh, I love it! Like even on the weekends, people just answer your emails and stuff." And it's like, I, I do I do feel um, that uh, some people have lost any sense of boundaries because like, oh, I don't have a, a start time or an end time, so you never end because mm-hmm. you're always on the clock. Um, or it's like, oh, you this is something that people who work from home uh uh deal with a lot which is like oh like i have to prove like i have to justify that that that, or prove that i've been working even though i'm home so then you sometimes you do more work actually Mm -hmm. than than less and you know you don't clock in and out especially if you have family responsibilities and you're working different hours like that stuff can be can be tough but moon it sounds like like you're in a similar situation to me it's it's yeah i'm i'm loving it and i am dreading 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 having to go back to the office um yeah it was a couple weeks ago i think the air conditioner in our building was was uh not okay and then it was the first time since shelter in place that i remembered what deodorant was and i was and i and i couldn't find it because i had put it away weeks before and i couldn't i had no idea where it was i was like oh yeah no deodorant uh yeah yeah i don't like socks to be perfectly honest i don't know how y'all feel about socks i don't like socks i i've been wearing socks because my feet dry out if i don't wear them so i've been wearing socks uh but when it gets warm i wear flip-flops yeah and um yeah i i put deodorant on and brush my teeth every morning because that makes me feel like a human being that needs to go to work uh, that's my that's my go to work routine i put on deodorant and i brush my teeth that's because you don't have central air if you had central air i also live with a partner that. who has to smell me it's true true again <laughs> this is an opportunity for us to really expand our brands and in, into the uh post covid fragrance line Ooh, yeah. the Swiss stank mm-hmm. yeah 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 musky <laughs> I I I wear flip flops to go outside, and well, when I'm like walking to the the store or whatever, or just going for a walk, I will put on flip flops. But if I'm in the backyard or gardening or walking around the house, I've I've not put on real shoes in a long time. In yeah. fact, I went somewhere like right. It must have been early March, and I wore like my favorite pair of boots that are like my everyday boots prior to now. Uh, and they got dirty and I had to, Oh, I remember what happened. I went to the store and I dropped a bottle of a one sauce and tried to hacky sack, kick it back up to myself and it shattered all over the ground and got all over both of my shoes. So I was cleaning the steak sauce off of my shoelaces and shoes and I have still not laced them back up. They're sitting on the ground. <laughs> so I'm no like, need. why would I lace them up? I don't wear shoes anymore. No I have need. returned to my primal roots. <laughs> I'm going to get thick, thick sole skin. 
Yeah. yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, going back to specifically work stuff, I, I definitely think like, obviously contextual to the person, their, their job, their environments, and if it's suitable for continuing their job or not. Um, aside from all that, I do think that a major good thing to come out of this huh, heavy time is that a lot of people are very much becoming aware of how the way that we do a lot of jobs doesn't necessarily need to be that way and that there is mm-hmm. actually a lot more flexibility in the way that we do labor now and that maybe we should be more flexible about that stuff instead of holding everybody to these sort of, you know, the nine to five office job ideal is being like, well, let's let's really consider this. Like, obviously for Moon is like their job excellently done it at home (laughs) like Mm -hmm. there are other jobs that's not going to work as well um but i do think that people being more aware thinking about that stuff realizing like i'm actually getting more done in you know 15 hours of working at home than i do in 40 hours of working in the office plus i'm getting back all of this travel time um, which for most people you don't get paid for your commute time, and so right. it's like you're 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 double saving money <laughs> in a way. Um, yeah. And so it's like, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's been very revealing for a lot of people, which I think is important because it's one of those things where, um, you know, if you're working you know, 60 hours a week and you're just trying to get by and it's like you don't really have time to think about like how could these systems be improved in a way that would really support us and make things better for our lives. And instead it's like, I just have to do the job. (laughs) And now it's like everything's kind of slowed down just enough that a lot more people are having that moment to be like, wait a second, let's reconsider this. Let's reflect on this. And I think that is important. Yeah. Yeah, I think a big experience that people are having, not universally, like, again, that, that this doesn't apply to every single part of the experience. But for some people, it's like, oh, no, I was very resistant to this thing. And I'm like, oh, no, I kind of I kind of like this part. Or like, oh, no, I can definitely see this as a benefit. Doesn't mean you even love the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't like so. So so Moon's questions were like, how can we make sense of this situation or having an emotional ex- of having an emotional experience? That's the opposite of what almost everyone else is expressing. That, that one's that one's uh i think that's interesting because um yeah i don't i don't think like none of this is universal right like we said before right. and then if you think about the before times um <laughs> i bet people were just as unhappy <laughs> just um it wasn't as common a thing to to talk about maybe we didn't have enough time because we had to commute or leave uh to like sit around and and complain but job satisfaction, in, I'll, I'll stick to the United States, is like very low, right? Like 80% of people don't like their job for a number of reasons. Um, yep, yep, yep. And uh, I don't think that that, <laughs> that necessarily changes now because the, yeah, like our, our, our jobs, those of us that are still working, the jobs are, are still the same. If you hated your job before, you either hate it more or less now. I don't think <laughs> there isn't mm. um, 
some jobs may be affected differently, but like the quality of my job, I believe, um, would have been the same. I just, I happen to be more comfortable now than, than not. Um, and so it is a matter of comfort or, or discomfort. I think it just, yeah, I think it's just in the moment. I think everybody's talking about it and we're all sharing a similar discomfort while below, while before we all had different discomforts. And so it's, it's, it was like if you were complaining before about, you know, that subway line that you had to take and you were the only one at work, like no one could really relate to that one. But now we can all relate to the same. There's a lot of people saying the same thing. So it might feel like it's everyone um, against you, but it's just a common complaint. Yeah. I mean, I remember, you know, a, a month into quarantine people being like, hey, you know, I've been like really down and anxious and I don't feel like I can talk to anybody about this because everybody else is also feeling down. But when I finally did start talking about it, I realized other people felt that way and me talking about it empowered them to talk about it, helped them feel better. I think this is just the same thing. It's just the other side of it. It's It it doesn't matter whether you're talking about positive or negative emotions. It's needing to talk about your emotions and if not, you know, completely share them with somebody, at least have somebody who's willing to like listen to it and, and you know, be validating for like, yeah, it's reasonable for you to have that emotion in this situation. And that, yeah. 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 And just like many of us have gained something, many, you know, there's a sense of loss, you know, um, in general, you've lost your, your office, you've lost hugs you know you've lost mm-hmm. hangouts going to the bar etc there's a there's a lot of actual family um, members yes yeah <laughs> sometimes it's a plus that you can't see your family uh, <laughs> so it, it depends on your situation but yeah yeah i think i think those are those are really good points too so i don't know if this is helping you make sense of it um but having an emotional experience that's that's the opposite of what almost everyone else is expressing uh I don't know. I feel like I've always had that situation about one thing or another my entire life. Um, you kind of defined have my... that with all your all your movie picks. You know, people you <laughs> like what people don't like. That's one. That's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Me, so, but, uh, so Josue, <laughs> you loving the Star Wars prequels? They're the best. Was ones. actually yeah. preparation for this, the Dark mm-hmm. Times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that basically. and your love of Batman versus Superman. I think it's great. Oh, I, I, that definitely yeah. prepared you. <laughs> I love that movie. Yep, yep. I Phantom Menace is my favorite uh, Star Wars film. There you go. Not go. my favorite Star Wars film, but it has my favorite Star Wars character in it. Yeah. Yeah. Darth Jar-Jar. Maul is the best. Oh, Who? what? Jar Jar. <laughs> Fuck Jar <Jar-Jar>. Jar. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yes, I, I think a lot of this is um right, if you're just lo- talking about like feeling feeling like a misfit, feeling like an outcast, you know, feeling like you're you're different than other people. Yeah. Welcome. If you never felt you're this right, before. You're right in you're right for this group. Yeah, yeah. If you never, if you never yeah. felt that before, I'm sorry. You know, it's funny. I mean, we haven't had this conversation in a long time, but I, I often, I often push back on people saying like geek culture is defined by like feeling out of place or like being mm-hmm. bullied or mistreated. I think that what really brings us together is the is is the passion, the passion mm-hmm. and the enjoyment of the things that we like. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just less people like those things, so we come together and we form community around them. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's. 
it, it, that's sort of saying the same thing, but it's it's uh, different directionally, right? Is the escaping from not fitting in versus going towards fitting in, right? Is uh, like that yeah. is the geek experience. Is like we all have this overlapping of like feeling of we have found a space for us. Yeah, yeah. Whether I, that's I think, a, I think, a social space or a fantasy space. Yeah, yeah. But I think a lot of people. Are, feel out of place feel like they're the only ones that like something and then they they stay alone and then i don't think that that's what brings us together like we don't come together to cry about that right we, like we we come together to be like oh i found someone who likes the thing that i like let's, let's talk, talk about, about that. the thing yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like the star wars prequel association society on facebook which is a real thing those are my people <laughs> <laughs> This is my people. It's fine. It's fine. Even within Star Wars fandom, it's fine that those aren't the the, the favorites. But you know, that's the, the, there. We are. There we are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, there's so many stories and so many movies that are about that, right? Like, um, I think, I think, you know, all maybe like like there's a big right. Like your like your protagonists are often that's that's kind of the conflict that they're going through. That's kind of a a situation that you see very very often. So I'm I'm curious what what characters or what stories. Um, moon might relate to um where someone where someone feels that way right it's like everybody feels a way nobody thinks what i think right <laughs> that thing that kind of thing um that's a lot it is it is a lot i'm trying to think so one thing that came to mind and i can't think of an exact story or example of media but like stories about experiences of childbirth or pregnancy what or parenthood Okay. Because the narrative is you're supposed to love being pregnant. Oh, you're supposed okay. to love having a kid. You're supposed and especially stories when it's dealing with the mom who has um postpartum depression. Not being able to bond to their kid, struggling with that. I think the narrative is it's supposed to be easy. You're supposed to be able to do these things. Um and I've seen that story come through my office a few times and it's like what do you do with that like what do you do when everybody's telling you you should feel this way and you should be able to connect to your kid just like that and i've seen it on tv shows too um i can't think of a specific example but i i have seen it several times on my procedurals for sure probably on parenthood or something i don't know there's but this idea that everybody says this experience is supposed to go this way and you're like, what is wrong with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. I was trying to think of media examples to bring for this topic. I was having a hard time thinking of anything specific. As we've been talking, something that did come to mind. I've been playing um, Divinity: Original Sin Two uh, mm-hmm. co-op. I'm stoked on um, and something that is uh, common in D&D based RPGs is they, they have the alignment chart right and so everything is sort of broken down into good and evil choices um, chaotic and lawful choices and um, there is often a character an NPC who can be in your in your team um, 
who it's like, you know, you'll build your character as like, I'm the hero, I'm the good guy. And then you get somebody on your team who's the the, the assassin and you'll have a an, an interaction where um, I think we just had one. I think the assassin's character's name is Sebel. And, and she got really judgy about one of the choices that I had made because her beliefs about life and death as an assassin were very different than the ones that I was projecting onto my character because I'm not an assassin. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's very disappointing to all of us. Um, (laughs) uh, But definitely having those kinds of like philosophical questions show up in video games, I feel is sort of an opportunity to at least overlap these kinds of conversations, right? Is where, you know, if you have a group of people who all say that this is good, then what do you do when you have one person who's like, actually, this sucks and it's not good or vice versa? Um, but again, it's it's pretty hard for me to think of like more specific examples in, in film or television, well, I like the meta, the meta examples, like the the Star Wars um, thing. We talked about music a couple episodes ago. Like in that episode, both of you had like kept bringing up similar interests in music, and then mine were like completely different, right? For the most part, and I didn't I didn't mention it in the episode, right? But but that's fine. Like we're three different people. I, I didn't feel excluded or or left out or anything like that. But that's not uncommon, right? Where I'm like, oh, I love this artist, and then you talk to all your friends, and nobody knows who it is, or you play them a song, and they're like. It's okay. It's fine. It's like, God oh, damn it. Like, I live for this song. This song changed my life. And they're like, nah. <laughs> like, okay, fine. Okay. I guess I won't talk to any of you about this anymore. Um, <laughs> I think, I think that experience is very, is very relatable. Um, and, and, um, possibly universal. So, I mean, that's yeah music music is one that is again an example that i go to a lot people are like oh you know like nobody understands me no one or like nobody gets what i think i'm like oh like do you know anybody and i'll I'll bring up things like that like preferences and and music and things like that and usually you'll find an example sometimes food like my niece doesn't like chocolate she feels so lonely in that sense like everybody loves chocolate but i hate chocolate like why does everybody like chocolate Um, and you know it's like every time i see her i'm like "Eh, it's okay finally she's like joking about it the other day i was like have you ever had a chocolate chip cookie that was like she's like deal who are you talking to i was like oh yeah sorry i forgot you don't like chocolate right like she's she's come (laughs) around finally to accept that like oh yeah there's no value there's no quality to to that right like i just i just don't like chocolate and i and hate avocados do. and everyone looks at me weird but you live in california, you live in california. exactly <laughs> exactly what do you put on your avocado toast <laughs> a second um, piece of toast what? Uh, cinnamon and sugar <laughs> mm-hmm. <Weird> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean i i do think that there is obviously a distinction between you know talking about your your preferences of you know media that you enjoy versus coping with a, a global pandemic yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's a distinction there but uh, we we have spaces to use those as starting conversations um uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, i don't so, know where i was going oh god <laughs> so there are some stories that i think are different which is um what there are stories there are many stories about people who believe something or know something that no one else knows 
and that's not exactly the same, but I think that the mm-hmm. that the the characters are relatable in those instances, right? So it's like um, I don't know, like Chicken Little, right? <laughs> thing, right? Or um, I don't know why this one came to me, like Independence Day, where like Jeff Goldblum like knows that aliens are coming and no one believes him. You know, stories like that, like in the Matrix, where Morpheus is like, "This is what's happening," and people are like, "No, you're making stuff up," and then it turns out that they're that they're right. But in this scenario, again, I think in those in certain moments, those characters are very relatable. But in in reality, we don't get that moment, right? Like, there's never I'm never going to get a moment where I'm like, "Ha! I told you, uh, pandemic life was better than non-pandemic life." Like, that's not going to happen, <laughs> and I don't want that moment to come and to arrive. But those are those are characters that um those are things that I think are relatable. Um, and then also like again the genie example and like horror movies where you wish for one thing and you get it and then like the whole thing is like haha I got you because you wanted this one thing and that's not that's not how it is. I've seen a lot of TikToks where they use that sound of like nobody thinks what I think and I think they're hilarious because people are bringing up these ideas that seem to be out of the norm. And the truth is that those videos get tons of tons of likes and comments because there's always someone else who thinks um, like you do. Like by writing yeah. in Moon, like now we like we know, like now you know that I I, I I'm I'm on I'm on your side. I 100. percent I'm I'm relating to that experience 100. percent I am I am very happy with um, again dis- despite how horrible things are. <laughs> I'm very happy. I yeah. mean, I can't relate to this situation, but I could re- relate. To- to it from the outside because I, you know, I can open up my mind enough to be all like, okay, what is your situation? And, and explain it, you know, explain it to me. And, yeah. and I, yeah, I can get on board with that. <laughs> uh, for my own experience, uh, the experience of looking for a job before coronavirus versus looking for a job <laughs> now um, fucking sucks and I hate it and it enrages me a lot. What, what Which parts I of it? know, I know, job searching enraged me before already. It's the worst, but certainly it is worse now. You're up a few notches on the Richter scale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I also know that they, there have been some really, really excellent opportunities that have only happened because of this situation. And some people are like, like Moon said, is like this was the great, like the big positive upturn in my life was this thing that everybody is pretty much unanimously claiming is this nightmare situation we're all trapped in and it, it can be really isolating to feel like I'm the only one who's like I'm good when everybody else is you know drowning on the Titanic and you're sitting in your uh, <laughs> sitting on your door <laughs> with just enough buoyancy for one and I guess I guess what I would say is like you're you're never quite as alone as you feel yeah. like there's always going to be other people who, if not in your exact situation, in a similar enough situation that they feel similarly to you. Yeah. Again, this is just a weird situation where everybody's going through oh, yeah. exactly the same thing at exactly the same time. This doesn't happen often. This, nope. this It's like it's a, it's a global pandemic. I mean, the situation in the United States is a little different but <laughs> from the rest of the world, but it is still something that we're all um, dealing with. One thing I was thinking about was, um, so there's a whole genre of anime called isekai, which is where like a character goes from one world to another world. And sometimes they are, they are, uh, like they hate the world that they're in. Sometimes they're just pulled out of it. Um, but the idea is that then you end up in a world where you're the only one like you and, but there's the example that I couldn't remember is Dr. Stone. (laughs) 
Oh, Dr. Stone. Okay. Dr. Stone. Okay. Why? Okay. Why Dr. Stone? Because that's, that's an isekai and it's like goes to a way post, like all of the humans get turned into stone and then like thousands of years later, like one guy happens to unstone and he's like, I'm going to recreate civilization and we're going to do it like super fast. And he, he starts making penicillin and all this stuff, but it's very much... Um, the interactions between the other characters who are like, how do I fit into this world? How do I make myself like useful? Um, yeah. Especially when they start comparing themselves to the, the I guess his name is Dr. Stone. I don't know. No, I was only not. half watching it. It's not. That Dr. Guy, Stone is the soap. Oh, fuck. Okay. But anyways, <laughs> that, that guy, <laughs> the guy. <laughs> and, and there are instances where the other characters are like, this guy is like, thriving flourishing in this world and i'm like barely getting it together like uh so you know there, that is a theme definitely there, there's a character in that show so so th- the main character in the show wants to recreate society as it was right but there's another character who comes back and says like oh no we can make it better he's the murderous villain so he wants to kill all the adults because he thinks that adults are ruin the world which he's not wrong uh so 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 he goes around like people are still made in made to stone uh turned to stone but you can un like you can reverse it now that people know how to do it but he's just like going around and like breaking them apart he's like no no no, we don't want these people here so he's like trying to just it's funny i didn't think of dr stone as an isekai that's that's interesting but um like like uh, western versions of it does count though right Maybe yeah yeah I didn't right. think of it. Am I, I didn't full think, of shit? Oh god! Yeah, I was like, I think. I, well, you're full of shit. I think but... it counts. Yeah. 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 Maybe not I have about credit. This. Yeah, I, I think I think it, it it counts. One thing about that show, which I was going to bring up about other isekai and other stories, um, like up like zombie apocalypse stories and post apocalyptic stories, is that they always present some sort of silver lining. It's like oh nature is okay now like pollution is gone right like there are all these pluses to to these stories where like everything is horrible but there's always a something that is good um or that they show that something has improved and i think that that's just that's just life right there's never going to be a situation where 100 percent of people are happy with the way that things are i i hope that at some point we get to um that at some point we get to uh what's it called um like like in the avengers at the end of uh um in endgame um tony stark says i i want um i'm sorry my my groceries are here i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to edit this out let me let me see what's going on here Show swing, gotta get your groceries. Mm. 
There we go. Put some in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there's stories like um, apocalyptic stories where where like nature is is there, and so like again, 100% of people will never be satisfied or, or on the same um, or agreeing 100% that everything is good or bad. But I'm hoping that what will happen is that we get to a point where like Tony Stark says at the end of Endgame, he says, "I want to." gain regain everything that we've lost and not lost anything that we've gained and that is impossible <laughs> that's not mm-hmm. uh but it would be ideal i would love it like i don't know like i work at a university now there's going to be a hybrid model right and then it's like oh you have a choice you can come in if you want or you can do it from home and we're going to cater to to both of those things not everyone is going to do that that's not going to be the case i know that it, mm-hmm. at, at my job i'm going to have to go back eventually I'm going to make the case as as hard as possible (laughs) for as long as possible that I don't have to go in, but maybe there'll be some sort of compromise where at some point it's like, you know, I only have to come in twice a week or maybe three times a week. Um, Mm -hmm. But it probably won't be 100% remote like it is now. And, you know, hopefully at the other end of this, you know, we'll gain some things again and we'll lose some things again. It'll, it'll be like that. Um, I think, I just want to gain hugs. Yeah, hugs back. Really it was really hugs. hard when I went camping this weekend. I couldn't give hugs. Yeah, very sad. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we get hugs back, but we don't have to. You know, but we don't have to go to work. Only <laughs> hug the people. Crossed. Also, I want to get hugs back, and then like, but only hug people that I want to hug. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think another set of stories, like similar to the isekai story, but like more Western versions of these, are things like. Alice in Wonderland or even the matrix or things like that. Right. It's like in the matrix, it's like, Oh no, we're like, a, like we're slaves and <laughs> inside here. And if we leave, we gain our freedom, but it's like, Oh, but like there were some, it was comfortable in there. <laughs> and I want to get that. What's and, that one, that one character from the first movie? Cypher. Cypher betrays them for, yeah. for the very, that, that is a good example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, I know this meat, this steak isn't real. <laughs> but I prefer it to the alternative. And, and you know, like, again, Alice in Wonderland is one of those things where it's like, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. I'd rather go to this other place. And that place is, like, kind of weird. <laughs> like, the more you learn about it, it's like, oh, this is great, but that's not great. Oh, and they kind of want to kill me. And and that's, I think there's always that trade-off, right? You go, you leave, it's like grass is always greener kind of thing. You go from, from one version to another version. You go to one thing to another. And then, uh, yeah, it's never going to be perfect. I think I've been reading the first book in the Broken Earth trilogy, Mm. uh, fifth season. And in that uh, in that series, there's a group of people who can control the earth um, and they are looked at as evil and um, dangerous. Um, Usually the kids get abused um, or just tossed aside unless they're found and brought to this organization that trains them to do what they do in the appropriate quote unquote ways. Um, And the the main character in the book is dealing with that situation um, of out there. My parents didn't love me here. I'm safe. I'm learning. I'm educated. I'm well taken care of, but I'm a weapon. I'm a tool. Um, and there's this point where there's, um, she and another character end up getting to this island 
away from everything and free, basically like freedom. And he's like, I want to stay here where it's free. I'm free. Nobody cares who I am. I get to be human. And she's like, but it's boring. I want to leave. I want to go do other things. I want to be, I want to be active and useful. So that's a pretty clear dynamic of like grass is greener and some people are built for different situations. Yeah. I think that we, go for it. Link. Oh, I, I said that reminds me of another example, which yay. <laughs> um, oh gosh. Sorry. Hold on a second. <laughs> sorry. I thought there was a sneeze coming along with the, the okay. Anyways, um, from the game Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Uh, there is an ongoing uh, narrative within the world that there there was a, a sun king who was um, very violent and then was usurped by his son, um, King Avad. And they both had supporters in the kingdom, some people who were more of the, the traditionalist viewpoint and some who you know were like this guy is not murdering everybody i prefer that let's follow this guy um and there is one npc you run across um his name is nil and he was formerly a soldier under the uh murderous king and apparently had a blast was great at murdering loved it found his life's purpose in that. He got his stab on, and it was great. Yeah, all about that. And when Avad ascends the throne, he's basically faced with, like, oh, they're getting rid of all of, you know, the previous king's people, like, and so he confesses to all of his war crimes, and uh, King Avad is known for his mercy, and so instead of straight up murdering him, as would have been the prior king's go-to move, um, he sends him to a prison for a couple of years, and then he's he's good. He can, you know, his uh, he's served his time. He's clean. New name does what he wants. Nil uh, is like he has the bloodlust. Murdering is what gives him purpose, and so he finds a way to deal with this new world, new world where he's not allowed to just be as bloodthirsty as he wants by. Um, basically trying to find a way to satisfy his his bloodlust without like getting in trouble without retribution from the crown and everything and so um so dexter. in the game it's dexter in the, yeah it's, it's dexter yeah. It's, in in yeah. the game he becomes um there are bandit camps and he shows up at a bunch of them and and you can use him as a a team member to take out the bandit camps and it's really fun but there's this ongoing conversation between him and Aloy about like oh like you murder for fun and I murder because I have to murder and they go on about it and he's just like you know it's fine that you feel that way but do you ever think that maybe you're kind of lying to yourself a little bit about it and actually that you're just like me and she's like I don't want to talk about it Uh (laughs) and I think that that's a really interesting character interaction but also just in the in the broader context of literally this guy trying to you know going from everything is great for me to things are very different how to how do i like reassess my life 
in such a way that I can still do the thing that I care about, which in this case is murder. Um, hopefully that's not true for most people listening to this. Uh, but there's definitely something to to take away from there. And it, I think it does add to this conversation. Yeah, we don't. For some of us, this may be a temporary situation where we where we get what we what we like. It's I mean, it's. Before this, I I knew, <laughs> I thought I I wanted to do this, to, you know, be in a similar situation, and so I I tried to set that as a goal, and I'm hoping that at the very least, at the other end of this, we live in a world where more people are exposed to remote work, remote learning. Um, yeah, like I I did a master's degree online. I've done a whole bunch of education stuff online. And so working at an institution that is not online and suddenly they're all freaking out because they have to go online. I'm like, ah, yeah, like that's been around. That's a thing. People know how to do that. So now more people are exposed to it and there's, there's a lot of openness. Actually, I'm like, I'm participating in things at the university where I'm speaking to students and the students are like, oh yeah, like I wasn't, didn't want to do it at first, but like there's so many benefits to doing this that actually are good for my learning. Like I'm actually able to, there's so many good things, right? And I think more and more people will will learn that. And so we are in a very we're in unprecedented times, so, <laughs> right? There, uh, but things things will 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 move back towards the normal, uh, towards the the before times in in many ways. But a lot of things will change. There are already companies that are like, no, we've decided to go remote only because it's cheaper for us. It's better. We're able to manage this. And other companies will will never do that and will revert back. And so. You know, hopefully in the future you can make, you can, um, you'll be able to have a choice um, or more choices at least. Yes. Also, um, I'm hoping that a lot of choices that are being made now that are, are promoting um, remote accessibility mm-hmm. are maintained because it turns out, like a lot of other things, accessibility is really fucking important and disabled people are the most impacted by this stuff. And so, you know, you're talking about your your university is now going online or hybrid, and there are disabled students who have been begging for years for this kind mm-hmm. of stuff to be available. And now that it's like we've hit this threshold point where so many people are affected, it's like we're finally going to implement these changes that benefit most people, but especially disabled people. I'm hoping a lot of those changes um, are maintained and that that concept becomes more prevalent to people that they become more aware of those things where now we're like okay do we do this thing in person do we do it you know online how do we make this work in covid area covid in covid era and and like dot 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 is like okay no just like how do we make this as accessible as possible going forward in the future forever yeah. Again, um, in my job, I mean, and and a lot of things. This is it affects everybody differently. Just like mm-hmm. Moon and I are like, finally, we made it. This is good. <laughs> Other people um, are. Many people have all of their accessibility features at home, so now they get to study and work from home, and so they're all set up, and they don't have to deal with the bullshit of having to deal at work with, you know there's no ramp or there's no this or there's no other thing, right? It's like, oh no, like you've got, you've got your home set up and now uh, your life is easier. But the same, like it's the opposite for many students Mm -hmm. had to leave their 
a decent, safe, quiet dorm room with internet and electricity to go back to a place where, you know, none of those things are, are available. So it's, it's a, we all, somebody it's always bad. loses. Somebody always loses. <laughs> more, more is better. Like, is it going to be professors still do lectures in their lecture hall with a camera so students can watch it live or that kind of thing? I I hope so. <laughs> There's, and I mean, it, we get closed captionings on all yeah. of those lectures. It's all. It's all. I mean, again, winners and losers on on every side of each part of this. And then when we go back, some people will be happy and some people um, won't, and we'll lose. Again, like in Endgame, we'll we'll lose some things that we will we'll never be able to regain what we lost and lost what we and what he says. Keep what um, we gain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep what we gained. Which ironically in the movie, right? Like he says that he makes that the thing, mm-hmm. right? Like the goal, and in in many ways they do achieve that. But like some people die, including him. Like mm-hmm. he, he didn't get any mm-hmm. of that stuff that he wanted, um, because yeah, I think if, if that's if if there's any lesson, it's that there is no. Actually, I love that part um, in the Matrix and in many other stories where they they talk about yeah we set up a utopia and like <laughs> humanity you did not accept it. it. Yep, it was not. <laughs> they rejected that quick. There's something about everything being perfect that doesn't work <laughs> for humans. I don't know how true that is. I've never had the pleasure of living in a utopia. <laughs> you've never you've never had a perfect world. Never. Uh, I don't expect to. To I am uh, available for testing. If anybody has a utopia that they need checked out, I am willing. <laughs> I've tried the dystopia. I'd like to try the utopia, please. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we're in the control group that's in the dystopia. <laughs> Look, I miss fruitopia. I will settle for utopia. Yeah. yeah what about yeah. Zootopia. No. Yeah. no, no, no Zootopia. No Zootopia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the closest I can think of my line of work doing therapy, it's our office is planned. To, we plan to go back into the office someday. Um, we made the transition to online teletherapy really easily. But this whole thing has pushed us to do like we had individual clinics. Well, now we have a virtual clinic and we have therapists that are only doing telehealth. And that is going to be going on in the future after COVID. And I think that's pushed us to open up our our office and our practice to so many more people that wouldn't normally be able to make like people living in rural areas that can't find a therapist that specializes in this or that or whatever. Um, And personally, I like doing in-person therapy, but I'm down to do telehealth as long as I get to be in my air conditioned office. (laughs) I'm I'm sure that there are therapists who like are really preferring Well, maybe not. I don't know. There's something to be said about losing full body view and being able to see body language in that way. But telehealth has been around for decades. Yeah, it's not something yeah. new. It's some not people brand prefer new. it. Yeah, some people have lived insurance off that. companies act like it's brand new though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I would new. like for there to not be insurance companies post COVID. That would be. Mm tasty you didn't even bring up capitalism once we're wrapping up and you don't even bring up i know you were you were gonna go on a rant well we i mean we talked about work which i think is very much tied to capitalism because it's 2020 and and at least we three live in america 2020 just roll with it just roll with it oh um yeah i mean i refuse Like like I was bringing up before, where I hope that for a lot of people that this is providing time to 
reflects and reconsider the ways that we do things, that we consider that this is the way that things are done, this is the normal, giving people more more space to think about that stuff and realize that as we're having this big discussion, people are so so different and so complex that there's never going to be one thing that works for everybody. Yeah. And for me, that very much connects to capitalism in this ongoing conversation of how, you know, how work has changed, how our interactions with each other has changed. Um, I think capitalism very much ties into that. Uh I won't go into. I wasn't as spicy as I I thought. Yeah, I won't go into a whole thing. I I, my spiciest take is I hope that even people who are doing okay in in COVID time, people who are doing awful in COVID time, I hope everybody is having a little thought of like, wow, there are some aspects of capitalism that are really fucking us over all the time. Maybe, maybe we don't need them. I think. uh, I I think that could be said for different. Almost anything, not just not just alternatives to capitalism, but just uh, anything. Um, I thought the world sucked before uh, COVID. I think it sucks now. I'm just more comfortable now. Um, I don't know if that's a comfortable reframing or not. Uh, Moon asked, you know, how can we express ourselves and our needs without other people feeling attacked or erased? I think, you know, I think we covered that at the beginning. Split it up. It's a lot of different pieces. Some people feel... Acknowledge people's pain. Some people feel the same way you do just about other things. Um, and yeah. that's, that's I mean, happening. even even yeah. the way that Moon phrased the question was very validating towards people who are not doing well right now. And I think, yeah. honestly, that's that's what you do is like you can absolutely talk about your own experiences without invalidating other people's experiences yeah. and you're already mm-hmm. practicing that skill so get yeah. it yeah <laughs> maybe don't smile so hard when you talk about how much you love <laughs> everything now um, don't beam don't get those like yeah the little stars in your eyes yeah yeah don't rub it in you know like like i feel like parents who have their kids at home like at all times now or people who are like living with other people like that sucks. So I try not to talk about how awesome it is to, <laughs> to be at home because for some people being at home is the worst right now. And I, I can, I can completely understand that just, that's not my situation. So I am careful around some people cause I'm like, yeah, I don't, I know that they can't just, they're, they don't have the time. They don't have the quiet. They don't have like, uh, Lauren, you and I have talked about how like the commute is actually a break, right? It's like, a, it's like a, mm-hmm. it changes. It's like a change. Um, how, what is it that you call it? It's like a. Transition. It's a transition for me. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, a transition. It, it's yeah. like a, a time to decompress and like yep. I listen to a podcast on the way to work. I listen to a podcast on the way home, and that is my time to reflect on my day and forget about the stuff and not bring my clients home. Yeah. And my day now is I walk out the door to get a glass of water every fifty minutes, and home is there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm constantly back and forth, back and forth, yeah. which is jarring and difficult. Yeah. I mean, but that doesn't mean that I hate my life. <laughs> you finished work and just like in the same chair, just like hopped onto this, <laughs> to this podcast. Right? I had, so, I had an hour. I had an hour okay, between. Okay, okay. I went out into the living room, had a wonderful bowl of popcorn with Nina. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we watched Fuller House. Yeah. You, you wrapped it up yet? No. No. Okay. No. We're still on like season four. got it got it we're catching up on old stuff now that's what we're doing yeah 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 (laughs) we're working our way through daredevil season two wow (laughs) 
<laughs> that's before <laughs> times our media. Way- yeah, we're trying to get through all the Marvel stuff on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think I think we covered this. This is this is great. This is something I'm I'm happy to talk about it because yeah, I, I I agree. Like there, I don't talk about how much I love this with most people because uh, I think people are focusing a lot on the negative. While I I'm I'm generally optimistic, and I'm, I've been I don't know even in the before times, like I was I I feel like I was pretty positive. I wasn't always complaining about the other stuff and yeah we ran out of time so i didn't talk about the stupid stuff i did when i moved here like Aww. yeah like go to a stylist so i could get clothes for work Ugh. <laughs> not calling her back anytime soon uh the covid work from home fashion i have my daytime sweatpants and my evening sweatpants I cut my hair again short and then now I'm like I'm going to I'm going to let it grow out as long as I can. And oh I had a dream yesterday where I was like I could tie it back. I was like oh I missed it. I don't I'm not there yet, but um but now I can because it doesn't matter. Ne- Nina's almost there with yeah. the tying back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to cut the sides soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. We went camping this weekend and she's like, "Damn, I can't wear my sweatpants cuz those are my indoor pants." I gotta get dressed up for camp. Yeah. <laughs> Your jeans. Yep. Yeah. Oh, actually, I mean that's. A, I mean, this could go on forever, but like, I actually like. Ah, oh, this this I didn't even touch on this part. I like having to wear a mask. I can't be the only one. I've heard you are not. I've seen people talk about like I don't. I feel like I don't have to wear makeup. Uh, women on TikTok, right? Like I've seen those videos where they're like, "Oh, like nobody, uh, like pervy old men don't ask me to smile now because uh, my face is behind a, uh, a mask." I like, like I put on a hat. I put on it. Like I don't, sh- I don't have to shave. Right? I, don't, I never had to shave before, but you know, like you now there's way less pressure. So I like wearing a mask as stupid as i think it is uh, to see like these fashion models with like matching masks to their things i'm like i hope this sticks around like i plan on wearing a mask i plan on wearing a mask for years like i don't care like even if there's a like i'm gonna be that super extra careful person but now like we have it's okay right like it's like oh this person is just being extra careful right like i, I think i think i'll be wearing masks for a long time whenever i just don't feel like shaving i'm like i'll just just like i put on a hat when i don't feel like doing my hair like i'm just gonna put on a mask (laughs) i i mean aesthetically i love masks i am stoked on that um you can buy geek therapy masks at the at our at our store at geektherapy.com slash store shit i didn't know that (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) all our designs yep i've got one you got one yeah i didn't know you because i thought i was gonna have to go back to the office (laughs) (laughs) which design did you get I got the Media Matters. Media Matters? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. And, and I got that one, and I got the Marvel Geek Therapy one. Awesome. From Marvel Studios. Awesome. <laughs> you, too, can get a mask, <laughs> a Geek Therapy mm-hmm. mask at uh, geektherapy.com slash store. And for more Geek Therapy, visit geektherapy.com. Check out the forum. Check out the Discord. Man, everything. Oh, man. All, all the all the community spaces are, are doing really well. We've got, we've got a brand new show. Oh, we should we should plug that. I think we yeah. got a new show. We do. Uh, me and uh, my best friend Nate started a podcast called Deep Impact. It is hosted on the Geek Therapy Network, so you can find it there. Um, we are talking about 
Similarly, as we do on here, we're talking about media that is really important to us. We are doing deep dives, and we have started with the Final Fantasy VII series because (laughs) it is not just one game. It is not. Uh, It is many games and a movie and some light novels and and comics, all sorts of stuff, mobile games. Um, And that is something that Nate is really into, so we're starting with that. Um, There are two episodes up already. Yeah. The first one's real long, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, check yeah. them out. It, I don't think it's um, totally impenetrable if you are not super familiar with the Final Fantasy series, because I myself am not super familiar. So, yeah. I love yeah. the name Deep Impact because it's like mm-hmm. it's both the personal impact that it had on on uh, not just Nate and you, but like people in general, right? Like talking about mm-hmm. that, but also like mm-hmm. oh, like these things were huge cultural impact also yes. and yeah I'm, I'm glad you started with final fantasy 7 i i'm a fan <laughs> that advent children episode i was like oh can i be on there I, like you had asked me at first and i was like like before you started recording you're like i don't know like is it i'm like oh no like I, no like i can't no but i would love to talk about advent children just geek out about that movie <laughs> so good oh man okay yeah so uh thank you for joining us you too can write to the question queue like moon did com slash qq we love we love questions um we don't answer all of them on the show because sometimes mark and john just like ask stuff that like i don't i don't they're i don't know <laughs> it's only them that they don't get all their questions answered pretty much everybody else does. anyone else can get their question yeah almost guaranteed yeah almost guaranteed <laughs> 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 remember to geek out and do good we'll be back next week bye This episode was brought to you in part by our Patreon supporters. We'd like to say a very special thank you to our supporters at the evangelist level and above, including Mark, Booney, Lydia, Jamila, Adam, Doe, Gay, Pat, and Joe Lynn. To learn more about how to support Geek Therapy and gain access to exclusive content, visit patreon.com slash geektherapy.